Hey darlings, and welcome to episode four. This is, this is probably one of the hardest podcasts that I'm doing in this series. Because this is where it kind of all started. And it probably still comes up every now and then for obvious reasons. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> your girl arrives in Dubai in 2012. And it's incredible. I'm welcomed by this gorgeous guy, I will add. Um, And he picks me up from the airport and he takes me to this new place that I'm working at. Now again, I won't say names, but those that know me will know all about my Dubai journey. (laughs) Um, I don't say names just because of legal reasons. However, the company's not around anymore, but also just to keep people's privacy. Um, unless they're a real good friend of mine, you'll get mentioned. Okay, so, um, I've been taken to this real estate agents and I am not the only one starting there. Now, we've all just left our lives behind in the UK to start this whole new life in Dubai. And, yeah, (laughs) What is about to unfold? I have no idea that this is about to happen and this is about to shake my life up for the rest of my life. And basically, I start working for a real estate agent. I have two weeks of training. And in between that training, yes, there was lots of partying. And When people say that you don't party in Dubai and you can't drink alcohol, that is the biggest lie. And I felt like every man there was on like dog on heat. Um, I was new new meat, so it was hilarious. It was like, there's a new girl, there's new girls, there's new girls. (laughs) And it was just so funny. Um... We, I think Love Island was round at the time and we used to joke that Love Island was like we were in a reality TV show and it was like Love Island because there was these, oh my God, the men in Dubai are so fit. Well, they were at the time anyway. Um, I don't know if they are anymore, (laughs) but they were like just... Guys that had come over from England made it big in Dubai. Not made it huge, but they'd, they'd done well for themselves. And they were walking around in their suits, their three-piece three piece suits, I will add. The waist, waistcoat gang, as I used to call them. And, yeah, like, literally, there was two I really fancied. And one of them happened to end up being my boss, and it was hilarious. And I was like... I can't fancy my boss, it's ridiculous. But anyway, I did. And we got on well, but I think he knew that I fancied him, but obviously wouldn't go there. Um, For various reasons, and probably because he didn't fancy me. But yeah, um, 
So I'm having literally the time of my life and I'm meeting so many different people and I've met a particular girl and she felt like a soul sister in a way but yeah it was weird it was like I saw so much goodness in her um and I just couldn't see the darkness I couldn't see this the the reasons why she did what she did and it was wild like we were having all so much fun and getting deals and um bigging each other up and going to uh, the yacht club on a Tuesday and oh my god I wonder if you guys still go to that um and yeah it was great and I wasn't really kind of dating anyone but I was going to the gym a lot and I had this PT that I was working with and yeah I started fancying him and I was like Lois what are you doing? You don't fancy this kind of man. Now, he was really muscly, dark-skinned, and from Manchester. And I was like, you don't fancy this kind of man. He's, like, way too much. But, yeah, he drew me in, and I started fancying him, and I was like, yeah, I want to go and work out today. Oh, because that guy's there, (laughs) as you do. And so I was working and living with this particular girl that I'd become very good friends with and we just wasn't getting on and she did used to be quite mean and at the time I was a big girl I mean I was probably about a size 18 um Dubai makes you put weight on because of the drinking and the partying and the eating the such amazing foods. That's one place I miss for their food. They had such amazing food. But as you can tell, I would put the weight on. And I'd lost all my confidence and I'd started going to the gym to lose weight. And I'd started to lose weight and feeling good about myself. But unfortunately, this girl, she didn't want me to see me win. And then she'd seen that I'd started dating this guy and yeah, just loads of things kept happening and I kept feeling like there was a lot of darkness around her, but like not understanding what darkness was because all I knew was that, oh, you can see spirits. I didn't understand or see spirits or feel spirits. I didn't understand there was light and dark in people. This was just nothing I understood. And it wasn't until I met a beautiful lady and I'm just going to say Jay, just in case she doesn't want her name revealed. And there was lots of different groups of women there. And I met this particular girl uh, working in the real estate industry and we just clicked and she made me see myself in such a different way. And she made me say, like, made me see that I was being treated incorrectly by this other girl that I used to live with. And we literally just went to the cinema and had fun and just did such, like, chilled things. Nothing major. We didn't drink. She stopped me drinking. Not stopped me drinking, but we stopped drinking together. And I started hanging out with this girl. And I think she could see spiritual stuff with me, but... Like, this was 
not that popular back in the day. I mean, it wasn't in my field anyway. And she was like, there's a lot of sadness and darkness going on. Like, there's bad things happening around you. And I was like, yeah, yeah, there is. And I'd be falling out with this girl who I lived with on a regular basis. And I was currently dating someone who I shouldn't be dating because he then told me that he had a girlfriend, but he wasn't with her. They were just living together um, because of the reasons for living in Dubai. And I'd believed him. And I'd decided to leave the place that I was working in um, so that me and my friend that I lived with had more space. So I moved to a new company and this new company was incredible. I loved it. I loved working at this place. Like I made more friends. I was having really good deals. I was doing properties, rentals in Jamira Golf Estates, like one of the biggest estates going over there. And they'd given it to me to look after. And there was rentals and there was properties that were being sold on like the most incredible places. And I was enjoying life again. I still had this guy around me. I was still speaking to him and seeing him. Um, and... I don't think we'd actually slept together. No, I don't think we slept together. It wasn't until we came back to the UK. Um, but yeah, we just, we carried on seeing each other. I knew it was wrong, but I was like, I like him and he's telling me the truth and da 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 And you just believe it, yeah? So I went along on that journey. I'd moved into this new company and I was really enjoying life. And... There was a lot of stuff that was going on and it was quite upsetting. And there were some really harsh words being said to me, such as, uh, no one's going to ever love you. Uh, you're a fat C-U-N-T. Um, as if the boss fancies you, you're nothing. No one likes you at the old place. No one ever liked you. Yeah, it was all just nasty stuff. <laughs> Um, and I had this other girl that I was friends with, a lady called Jay, and she was just saying, just ignore her, don't be friends with her. And I was like, okay, I'm going to ask her if she wants to, um, like, for us to kind of have amicable split. I'm going to stay in this new place and let's just be friends, but not close anymore. And for a minute, it was okay. And I was having a nice time again and I was like okay things are getting good and we're just being amicable and we've got two other people work staying here and things are good and I went for food with a friend after work one day and um I met this guy who had just arrived from I think he'd been living in Ibiza and he sat opposite me and he told me he was a DJ and I turned around and said to him, oh my God, you're going to be the biggest DJ ever here. And I literally just, the words come out of me. Now, I think I had been drinking um, because I remember feeling a little bit like I went off on this tantrum, like you're going to be the biggest DJ, you're going to make loads of money. Oh my God, if he see you so successful. And he was like, oh, thanks girl. Like, and just didn't think anything of it. And, you know, we become friends and he'd invite me to little events and things and do you know what? He become really, really successful. 
And I just was just like, oh, yeah, see, it all come true. That's amazing. But I didn't realise that was my psyche stuff coming through. And where I've done the Reiki, I've attracted all this darkness, but also try to undo some of it somehow by just trying to live everything by my means if that makes sense so putting boundaries in so removing some kind of energies but you know still collecting the old ones <laughs> because I didn't understand how this Reiki stuff worked and um oh this is really hard to talk about so I'm trying not to cry on a fucking podcast for the world to hear um but yeah so my DJ friend is still one of the biggest DJs ever. And uh, he's amazing. And he's still in my life now. And this group of new friends that I had were just telling me to kind of ask this girl if we could maybe split up. And split up, but her move out of the house with, like, finding someone new. And um, because the property was all in my name. And uh, unfortunately, in Dubai, you give them a monthly rent of a very high rent, I will add. And uh, I'd given 10, uh, 12 checks in my name because I had a bank account there and I had the name in, in my name and everything. And um, anyway, she didn't want to. And we had more and more arguments and she made my life hell for a long time. And I'm not going to disclose too much because this is probably not the place to do it. But those know me know what's happened. And let's just say this person is no longer in my life. And she disappeared overnight, leaving me with a lot of money to pay and that's all I'm going to say on this now I eventually turned returned back to Dubai and this is where my world had fallen apart and it was the beginning of finding out that I had depression, anxiety, I'd always already had it, I'd already developed it, I hadn't been working on it, didn't understand it, all I know is that I'd fallen apart in my whole entire life, in every area. The one good thing that happened when I returned back to, the Dubai, uh, to England, uh, the guy that I'd been seeing returned a week later. And uh, we had some lovely times together. And he was like, come back with me, come back with me. And I was like, oh, no, my journey's finished there. I'm going to stay here. But maybe you can come back here. I mean, if as if he's going to leave. Um, and he didn't. And he went off and did his thing. And I went off and did my thing. And... Every time I hear the word Dubai, I'm going to Dubai, I'm living in Dubai. If I catch up with my friends from Dubai that I literally love to pieces and every person that I met there 
excluding the one person that upset me that much. Um, I hold very deep and dearly to my heart because I feel like you were a part of this journey. And some of you are still in my life. So thank you (laughs) for believing in me and just knowing that I tried my hardest. And um, our journey of us being around each other in Dubai was not meant to be anymore. And we found each other all over the world. I've met up with people in Ibiza. I've met up with people here. So, yeah. Okay, so this is my Dubai podcast. And it is one of the hardest ones because it, it still triggers me sometimes. But you have to let things go. And if you don't let it go, you let it eat you up inside. And if I ever saw this girl, I would just say to her, wow, that was a journey. My old me would probably want to punch her in the face. (laughs) But I'm not an angry person anymore. I'm not, I'm not, I'm emotional, but I'm not like angry. The anger's gone from me. I used to be so angry. And you're angry because you have so much darkness inside of you. And when you start working on yourself and pulling that darkness out of you, that's when you stop being so angry. And the world stops being angry with you. And I'd, I think I was like 33. So I wasn't a young girl, but you know, what am I now? 41. So a lot's changed, but yeah, that was, that was my Dubai journey. It was one year in and out. (laughs) Oh, it was funny. Okay, my lovelies. Well, I just needed to record this for you. Um, Because I need you to know that when a place is not working out for you, you will be pushed out of it. And this is certainly what happened to me when I was living in Dubai. Um, It's a curse. It's a blessing (laughs) at the same time because it's got me here and it's made me some beautiful friends and it's taught me a lot of bloody lessons. And yeah... The biggest thing that I can take from Dubai is trust your instinct. Because when I was signing those papers, I had this feeling of, I don't want to do this. And I felt so pressured to do that. And she was like, it's going to be amazing. We'll have our own place. And I still sometimes think if I didn't, my life could be so much different because I could have stayed there and made things work and... I was doing really well at the agency and I had beautiful friends around me apart from this one person. And if you can block boundaries with people and put boundaries in and look after yourself and say no to people and like remove yourself from situations, then you can change your whole life because... What I didn't realise is that me signing this was 
kind of changing my whole destiny. And maybe there could have been something done, but yeah, it was, I was in too deep. And I think bygones be bygones, really, to be honest. And just learn from each mistake that you make and try to remember, oh my God, do you remember when this happened? Yeah, don't do it again. <laughs> don't sign the contracts. <laughs> um, so yeah, and just listen to your instincts. Like I was getting instinct after instinct that this wasn't right. My intuition was tapping into me going, Lois, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. And I say Lois because that's my higher self. I can't help it. It's always been a thing. I always talk about myself in a third person. I am weird, but that's that's just the way it is. So I'm guessing you're going to get used to that one. Anyway, gorgeous ones, thank you for spending another 20 minutes with me. I'm making the podcast a little bit longer just because everyone's like, no, it needs to be longer. So I'm just taking my time to talk to you and spend this time with you. Um, I'm currently still sat in that power, uh, a power outage, power cut. So yeah, your girl is sat here recording. (laughs) I love you all lots and thank you for listening. and, And I will speak to you all very soon on the next episode. And have a great day wherever you are in this world. And yeah, enjoy. Speak to you later. Bye. And a lot of people that I have worked with in the past, they're very much gatekeepers and they don't like to help unless you're being paid. Um, and I don't mean this by any disrespect, but sometimes it's just a little question that that person may need answering. And Yes, I know the person's probably paid a lot of money for their training and things like that. And I respect that 100%. But if someone's going round in circles or in turmoil about something and they ask the simplest question and you know that answer, then you could change their whole entire life because that person could be on the end of the tether of wanting to try and hurt themselves. And by you helping them with one question, oh, the electrics just come back on. Um, you helping them by just answering that one simple question. I mean, obviously, if it's about how do I make money or how do I do this or this, there's going to be loads of stuff with that. But if it's just one simple question that you can give someone a bit of peace of mind, then please take that time to answer that question to that person because you could actually help someone just by answering. And... I've reached out to many mentors and I've spent a lot of time with a lot of mentors and their gatekeeps like there's no tomorrow. And they're like, you need to learn it yourself, you need to learn it yourself. Yeah, but also you could help me with my mental health a little bit just by answering that question. But I can't imagine any of these mentors listening to this. So, because <laughs> it's, yeah, I just can't imagine it. But yeah, there's there's too much gatekeeping going on and I don't want to be that person. Um, and I want to, try and help people as much as I can on this journey because I haven't had that help um I've had to learn it by myself I've had a few people help me but not to the extreme that I really should have because yeah I'd probably be a lot further if I'd 
found the right people to work with, I think. Um, And I am quite far on my journey, but yeah, I still feel like um, we all can be a shaman and I don't want to be a shaman, but I feel like I'm on the bottom of that kind of section, if that makes sense. And yeah, they say that, oh, you don't need to be taught, like you can't, you can't just ask questions and stuff. Well, I think you should. I think you should be able to message someone and say, 